Welcome to the Beautiful Earth Radio Show, a one-hour celebration of our great Mother Earth with your host, Barbara White. Barbara is a holistic therapist, gifted psychic, and best-selling author. Each month, she is joined by dynamic leaders on the cutting edge of eco-psychology, feminism, sacred sexuality, ecology, raw food, microbiotics, spirituality, sustainability, and more. Her life mission is to awaken in you your innate worth, your life's purpose, and your soul's gifts. So, for a greater appreciation of your beautiful life and our beautiful earth, we give you your host, Barbara White. Thank you for the introduction, Penny. I really appreciate it, and always grateful for the Body, Mind, Spirit Guide being an avenue in which to express all the energy and goodness and love that I allow through me. And um, so thank you. Thank you for taking the time, uh, listeners, and um, giving yourself this gift, because I promise to love you up in the show and to allow you to sink in deeper to the truth of your being. The truth of your being means love, beauty, joy, that it is overly simply said that we confine ourselves to thinking that we are our fears and doubts and worries in our past. Um, And I mean that's overly simple because that's really the root of suffering, the root of violence. And to allow ourselves the time, time is one of the greatest gifts we can give ourselves. It's a big component of self-care, time and stillness. So thank you for giving yourself this time to be with yourself, to love yourself. So the radio show has taken on a couple transformations. It started off as Calling All Leaders and Healers and had the honor and privilege of hosting Marion Williamson and local healers and leaders and, um, and is now affectionately called Beautiful Earth. And it's called Beautiful Earth because we're celebrating our innate connections to nature, sexuality, food, emotional awareness, the fundamental aliveness of our body, the, the, the energy of our body, the earth, all these things that we commonly dismiss um, the ordinary. Um, but it's really in, it's the, the miracle, it's the joy, the extraordinary that's found in the ordinary And so we're here to really acknowledge those innate connections that we have everything already as we sink into our bodies, as we honor the connections that are already there with the earth, with our food. I mean, we make those connections every day, but we don't realize that those simple things can be an access point or um, a portal, if you will. But a simpler word, I think, is just access point to understanding or feeling our deeper connection to life, the universe, or God, if that's a word that resonates with you. So on Beautiful Earth, we're really taking the time to love ourselves, which is so important, and to feel those connections in a very grounded, tangible way, to know that we are always loved, that who you are, who I am, is already here, already whole, already complete. And that is a radical notion because the mind does not want to accept that we're already whole, already complete, already surrounded with everything that we could possibly need. And so to begin from the place of I have, 
I uh, teach a women's group that is focusing on being co-creators, love warrior midwives called Aphrodite Rising. And I've been teaching them about meditation. And I said, it's really important to begin from a place of I'm already whole, I'm already complete, all is well. Because many times when people go into meditation, first they confuse it with relaxation. And meditation is not relaxation. You're getting on the treadmill. The other part is the biggest trick of the ego, the, the mind that is ultimately wants to be the servant of your higher mind, is it will trick you in, when you go to meditate or you go to do some type of inner growth that you're there to solve a problem, that you're there, there to figure out something. And you can really, I've seen people, and myself included, where thought, you know, I'm really making some great spiritual progress. <laughs> And even that statement's kind of a contradictory statement because we're already there, right? We already have it. We're not trying to heal, we're revealing. We're not trying to get, we're trying to let. It's so incredibly important. We're not trying to to um, create anything essentially, but un- to unfold. So in the group, I was talking about how these problems that we invent, they are invented. And it's kind of, and I gave them a balloon to practice this, this and, I, and so I'm also giving this tool to you because if you wanted to remind yourself to meditate, because I think the mind can come up with all sorts of reasons why you can't sit and be still for 10 minutes a day. But it, the balloon represented how the mind will create a problem, kind of sink the balloon to, the, to three feet down, and then the ego mind will try to solve the problem, which you will, and get you right back to where you began. They really didn't go anywhere. So it creates a problem to solve it, but then you end right back where you started. There is no real expansion. It doesn't rise up. There is no real unfolding, opening. Because really to receive in this moment that all your dreams are real, that you are beautiful, that you are whole, that you are loved, to receive that, to, to believe and to receive that in this moment is the most threatening thing for the ego. Or the part of you that wants to remain small, that wants to believe your limiting thoughts. If you don't believe me, look at how you receive compliments. If they, if they're you know, they kind of unsettle you. Oh no, no, no! It's you know, it's it's source, it's God, it's the infinite. You kind of deflect it because receiving is really a key component to being able to rest in the fullness of who you are. It's high receptivity mode or high availability. Or be still and know that I'm God. That's a, um, not me personally, <laughs> but to know yourself as God, to know, to know your life, your ordinary life as the divine. And so in, in the group, and I'd encourage you if you need help meditating, to buy yourself a balloon. And I had them put a statement that represented that powerful, yet spiritual, yet quantum principle, but a statement of reality that all is well, that there is a wellness, a presence, a wholeness, that if we can only stay still enough, we can see beyond our perceived problems or perceived weakness. And I'm not discounting that life has a tremendous amount of pain. But suffering really comes when we're trying to avoid or trying to move from a place that's not our center. 
I mean, it's kind of like it, it, it's like trying to drive your car through the window, but you're not really in the car. And so as you begin from a place and you practice communing with the presence, you move yourself out of the reactive state, the reptilian brain, the back of the head, and you practice. And meditation is, like, like I said, it's a workout. It's calm, present, active, alert, awake, stillness. And just 10 minutes a day, just sitting 10 minutes a day, do that for two months and you will, you really will see a change in your life, your body, and the world around you. And that change won't come from some magic pill. It will come because you're just touching into the reality that's always there. See, it's so simple, we miss it. It's so right in front of our face that we miss it. It's the poem that I, I can't remember the whole poem, but essentially that we're like fish in water and we... The fish don't realize that they're in water because they're in water. And so life is in constant celebration. Nature is in constant celebration. Our body is in constant celebration. I mean, just like your heart is beating, your liver is doing hundreds of enzymatic reactions, there's a constant celebration that's happening. So it's important to be aware of that trick the mind does. Create a problem, sit down, I'm going to fix it. Okay, now I feel better, but now I haven't really gotten anywhere. That's why bringing surrender and an openness to your meditation or, you know, what wants to be revealed, what wants to unfold. Or if you're, let's say you're working with a therapist or you're working with, um, you're going into a retreat I'm doing sessions now for, I don't know, it's 18 years now, 17 years and thousands of sessions and working with people. And I work by just simply being present, letting the angels and the guides I work with speak through me. The best sessions are the ones, and, and I'm grateful to say they're all my sessions, where people don't really expect what unfolds. It's, it surprises them. Because if they had expected it, then again, they're just doing that thing of create a problem, solve it, and then back to Back to square one, <laughs> where real transformation is shifting our identity from conditional or limited to the unlimited. And the mind, of course, will do anything to hold on to that limited self-identity, no matter how painful it is. So it is incredibly courageous to, to begin a place in your 10 minutes of sitting of I have and all is well. So the women would write that on the balloon, the um, some had, wrote things like Omataka Wasson to all my relations. Some wrote uh, Aloha. Some wrote All is Well. And it was a reminder to do their meditation from a place of, of fullness, of wholeness, to begin from a place of All is Well so that they could be surprised what love, what beauty, because the unknown is your greatness. The unknown is that expansion, right? And if you knew it from the beginning then you wouldn't really have expanded awareness. So that's why if you come from that place of all is well, the retreat, working with a mentor, your meditation should be an unfolding. Now, you know, people that know that intuitively is artists, creative artists. People that paint, they know it's an unfolding, it's a revealing. And musicians, they know that. And my guest, Robert Alexander, Dr. Robert Alexander, is, has to be one of my favorite friends in how he expresses creativity. I, I do call him a creative genius because I see him really allow things to unfold creatively with music, creatively with science, 
creatively with his own expression. And I'm going to read Robert's bio here. And let me get to that page. There it is. All right. And I love reading when I host people. And I'm so grateful that Beautiful Earth allows me to really interview amazing people. And, um, of course, Robert is another one of those people. And I love reading the bios because they're so inspirational. Here it goes. Dr. Robert Alexander is the co-creator of Breath of Life, a meditation app that promotes meditation, relaxation, stress reduction, and sleep induction through deep, slow breathing supported by auditory biofeedback. As a NASA, NASA fellow, Dr. Robert Alexander worked with scientists at Goddard Space Flight Center to transform our understanding of the sun, solar wind through auditory data analysis. Using this novel approach, his collaborative team produced the sensitive diagnostic of the electron temperature in the solar wind source region. For this research, he was featured in Origin Magazine, a list of the top 100 creative leaders, and he received the Outstanding Achievement Award from the International Community on Auditory Display. He currently teaches sound design at the renowned Hong Kong, uh, Hong Kong Polytech University School of Design, where his research focuses on music, meditation, and biofeedback. For the past several years, years, he has traveled the globe hosting workshops on topics ranging from the science of bass to the sonification of bass. Oh, bam. <laughs> bass. <laughs> I'm sure you're not talking about fish. <laughs> okay, to the sonification of space data. He has constructed software interfaces for artistically exploring data from a wide range of sources, including the human genome, real-time EEG data streams, human conflict, celestial orbits, weather patterns, and binary star systems. As a multimedia artist, musician, and composer, Alexander has produced at venues such as Metropolitan Museum and the Detroit Institute of Arts, as well, as well as international stages in Europe and South America. That is so inspirational. All right, my friend, welcome to beautiful Earth. Hello, hello. Such an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Ah, you're so welcome. Such an incredible bio. Does that uh, does that feel like you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't. I won't be talking about bass today. I'm, uh, I don't have any fishing <laughs> trips coming up soon. <laughs> um, and I have actually moved on from, uh, from teaching at Hong Kong Poly U. I'm now full-time focusing on Breath of Life, the meditation app, which is hugely exciting for me. Mm. And, um, yeah, also traveling with humanoid robots and <laughs> lots of exciting technology. So, yeah, really, uh, really happy to be in the space. Thank you so much for having me on. Mm, you're welcome. So the, the humanoid robot, can you tell us more about that? Yeah, of course. Uh, her name is Sophia, and uh, if you're by a computer, you can uh, type that into Google, Sophia the Humanoid Robot. Um, she's done um, lots of, of really cool stuff. The thing I'm most excited about is uh, the Loving AI Project, um, and Dr. Mm-hmm. Julia Mossbridge, Dr. Ben Gertzel um, are really looking at, you know, can we use uh, technology, computers, artificial intelligence, robots um, to support things like mindfulness and introspection? So there's some really cool uh, research where, you know, a person walks into a room, sits down across from a robot, and um, when you pull up a video or a picture of her, you know, she's truly lifelike. She has motors that simulate every major muscle in the face, and so she can smile and laugh and um, tell jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, So 
someone walks into a room, sits down uh, across from a robot, and to see, you know, can this robot actually help lead someone in guided meditation? And uh, what a lot of the research in this area is starting to show is that people are more comfortable in some instances opening up um, with <laughs> a humanoid robot about some things that will open up um, pretty quickly because um, they won't feel a sense of, oh, well, this technology will judge me. They'll, they'll just feel a sense of openness, um, which is wild. <laughs> it's, and maybe it's not mm-hmm. something that you would necessarily expect, um, but it's something that I'm uh, particularly excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it makes sense to me because people open up um, more to animals because they feel like, they're not going to be judged, and but some people don't connect to animals. They connect more to technology or to, to a computer. That's their their comfort zone, and um, it reminds me of some sometimes in sessions where I think that like a phone session is going to be less have less depth um, uh, because it's on the phone and we're not in person. But the person actually has a deeper opening because they feel a, a safety being having the phone as a. So it's more empowering. So that makes sense that. Sophia would give people um, a greater sense of uh, connection, and and um, and how many people that that were raised in the technology age, um, the millennials, that 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 could be an incredible access point for them. Yeah, it makes yeah. Sense. There's a lot of really exciting technology coming online, um, and you know, I have uh, a younger cousin, and I didn't really understand Snapchat until I saw her use it. Um, and, you know, really people, you know, kids these days, <laughs> you know, um, just taking a picture of their own face, <laughs> sending it across to their friends with a little message attached to it. And just the, the um, focus that I see, uh, you know, message comes in, message comes in, message goes out, message goes out, message comes in, message goes out. Um, it happens so quickly and it's so intense. And now I have a better understanding of how that platform is intended to be used. Um, and just understanding that, yes, there, there is a, such a, a focus that can be, um, you know, attained and, and captive in this, uh, in this technological space. And then just to think about, um, you know, when we use these technologies, how do we feel after we use them is one of the indicators that, that I look at. And um, when we use these technologies, um, you know, do we feel closer to one another? Do we feel closer to ourselves? Because it is, I, I do find that there are ways in which technology can support a level of abandonment. If you know you're with someone, or like you know, if you're with a child and you hand them an iPad, you say, "Here, like you know, go play a game for an hour." Yeah, it can be fun for the child, but but at the same time, being mindful of you know, does this child have, have other needs right now? Or you know, if you're out with someone and you know you pull out your phone, um, you know, is there a way in which you're not really being there for them fully? Um, and that is something that I'm very aware of. And, you know, my relationships or I'm spending time with people, even just having a phone on the table versus having it in the pocket. Um, mm. And, yeah, coming back to that idea of when we, when we turn to our technologies, you know, how do we feel? Do we feel more connected with one another and with ourselves? And that right there is a really good indicator of me for, um, yeah, for when I'm using technology, what I would say is in the right way. Mm-hmm. What, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Now, the breath of life, how did that come about? Sure. Um, so my uh, background, I'd say I primarily identify as a composer from a very young age. Uh, you know, there's a piano that was sitting in my living room, and I just love to go over and sit down and, you know, just make up a melody and make up a little chord progression. And uh, mm-hmm. to just be able to explore the world of sound um, felt so rich for me. 
and then continuing on into my adult life and uh, my college studies, uh, I started looking at the connection between uh, creation and the moment and how that can be supported by various technologies um, and started exploring some really cool stuff like the ability to um, <laughs> create a piece of software where a bunch of people in a room would throw out a word and then, you know, it could be like bubblegum, uh, soccer, and happiness. And then the, the tech would, would scour the Internet. It would find a bunch of images related to <laughs> bubblegum and soccer and happiness, and it would create a video montage, and then it would find text and overlay the text, and it would pick music and overlay the music. And so within 30 seconds of, you know, three people saying a word, there would now be this co-created video that highlighted everything that they had just spoken and it would be playing before them with music and text, and all of a sudden it would feel like there were these deep meanings coming out about, like, oh, well, you know, kids chew bubblegum while they play soccer, and, you know, oh, that makes them happy. Like, you'd start to get all these meanings that, you know, weren't necessarily there when the initial words were shared. But, but suddenly this, this uh, co-created space um, is formed just by the utterance of a word. And I really love this mm-hmm. idea of using our technology to lower the barrier to entry because a lot of people can have this idea of, well, no, I'm actually not a creative person. <laughs> or like, no, that's not really what I do. And that can show up in a lot of different spaces, you know, the sciences and the arts, um, you know, meditation, self-reflection. Like, ah, you know, it's not really my thing. And, uh, and with Breath of Life, uh, initially it, it came to light uh, because, you know, I've had a, uh, uh, as you know, with, with, my, with my ear, there, there's something that's brought a different level of intensity to my life, which I'm now very grateful for. Um, and so I've found over the years many different tools that help me really stay with my body and many different resources. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this Breath of Life platform, it, it takes the breath of the user and it turns it into sound and music in real time. And uh, it's something I was up at the uh, Interlochen in northern Michigan. I was teaching sound design and composition to the students up there who were then having their pieces composed and uh, performed by the World Youth Symphony Orchestra. It was really, really cool. And it was such a picturesque landscape. I mean, they have these pianos and practice rooms out in the forest, and so I'd go for long walks and just hear the piano music floating through the trees, and I'd go down and sit mm-hmm. by the water and just watch the sailboats, and you could listen to, you know, choirs and you know, youth string ensembles while you're just sitting there, um, you know, just feeling the waves, kind of lapping against the shore, really a peaceful and serene environment. And I just had this impulse because I had a Wiimote with me. It's the Nintendo, the little Nintendo controller that has uh, motion detection built in. So I took this little Wiimote, and uh, I was just playing around with it. And then I had this idea, you know, what if I were to lie down and put it on my chest? And as I breathe in and out, um, I read the data stream for that. And, uh, and that, and, you know, when you read my bio, you, you talked briefly about the work with NASA and NASA research scientists. And, and that was all about the science called data sonification. So taking mm. scientific data sets, turning them into sound. And um, so I'm really used to this idea of, you know, measuring something and then making a sound from that. And uh, initially I worked with the Mind Ensemble at the University of Michigan, and as you mentioned, the EEGs, who so were measuring brain waves and turning those into sound. But in this instance, I had the idea, you know, what if I just lie here and breathe, and then the music becomes the sound of wind through the trees, which I've been hearing while I was up there. Um, so I, I hooked it up and I tried it out, and I think that, I had that going, and at the same time, I was listening to Brian Eno music for airports, the first songs um, off of that album. And uh, I just found that my breath slowed down immediately as soon as I was able to, to hear that. It's called biofeedback. So 
I'm receiving feedback from my body through sound. And as I started to hear that sound of my breath, as it became the wind sweeping through the trees, I found myself suddenly relaxing um, into just a deeper depth of meditation than, than I'd experienced you know, maybe ever. <laughs> and, and suddenly, uh, you know, it seemed like the world slowed down and I was appreciating this piece of music in a new way. I was feeling connected to my body in a different way. And uh, at the time, you know, I just remember thinking, you know, this is something really cool, really powerful. And uh, it had been something that I created and was just in the, in the background for, for quite a while and didn't really pursue because I was working on my, my PhD. Um, and then, you know, just continued exploring the space and ended up creating a whole piece of music generated from the breath and started sharing that with friends, uh, with family. And the amazing thing was, you know, initially I found that it was such a powerful meditative tool for me. And then lo and behold, when uh, sharing it with others, that they had a really profound experience with this technology as well. Um, So now being able to turn this into an app, uh, you know, first for the iPhone and then move it over to Android, um, super exciting for me to think that, you know, other people that I may not ever even meet could use this uh, (laughs) technology and uh, reap some of the the benefits of that. Mm -hmm. And so people can, how do they get a hold of the, the Breath of Life app? Ah, uh, Breath of Life. Uh, dot app is <laughs> a website ah, that we have. Uh, okay. Breath of Life. Dot app, um, and uh, visiting that website, there currently is just a space where you can uh, enter your email, and that'll put you on the list for when the full app is available. Um, and also, you can uh, jump on our beta because we have about 150 people right now who are just trying out the beta version for the iPhone. So, mm-hmm. and we'll also be at uh, the E3. Uh, technology and Entertainment Conference uh, mm-hmm. Expo coming up in about three weeks. And um, so we're really pushing to have a really nice uh, build. And a build just means like a really good version of it uh, ready for that with guided meditations mm-hmm. included, multiple types of music that can be generated from the breath, and, um, yeah, just a really dynamic and immersive experience for people who want to try this. Mm-hmm. It's the E3 Expo? Is that what you called it? Yeah. Okay, and where is it? Uh, Los Angeles. Los we were invited Angeles. Oh. by Robin, Robin Arno, who is the creator of Sound Self, which is a virtual reality game where you, know, you put on the headset and then you sing into a microphone and your voice is turned into these wild visuals and your sound is turned into music and then uh, the sound of your voice is turned into music and then fed back to you um, through music as well. So it's a really uh, immersive environment. And, uh, you know, the larger idea, he's uh, starting up a, a production uh, platform. And his idea is to gather technologies that are for this idea of personal transformation. Um, and this publishing company that he's launching, um, we're really focused on these sorts of transformative experiences where, you know, we can kind of immerse ourselves and lose ourselves in the experience. And, you know, typically mm-hmm. if it were something, you know, like a, like a soccer game or, you know, a first-person shooter or something like that, you're, you're losing yourself in that, and, and there are all these different types of goals, you know. And, and he talks a lot about trance. And so, like, with a, with a game like soccer, it might be that, you know, you want to win the soccer game. And so you, you take care of your players, and, you know, you push toward the other goal, and you shoot, and you try to score. And, and so the loop, it, it kind of brings you back towards these micro goals that might be, okay, pass the ball, um, you know, do a certain move, um, shoot and try to score. Um, and with these new technologies that we're looking at, the types of loops that are created – 
are interesting and in that the loops point back to the self. So as we engage with the sound of breath of life, um, one of the initial things that can happen is as someone starts to breathe, uh, you know, with this technology, they, they realize, oh, I'm actually creating this sound. That's cool. And so it provokes some curiosity and invokes some curiosity. And they say, what can I make this do? Or how far can I push it? Can I break it? <laughs> like a lot of people, you know, they'll just kind of breathe sporadically when they first come into contact with the tech because they're like, you know, what are, what are the edges of this? And, you know, in that sense, they want to play. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's, really, it's cool to be able to, to watch people, you know, play, um, explore boundaries, be creative. Um, and so there's that initial kind of open phase. And then there's usually a transition moment where people remember, oh, wait, I don't have to actively explore the space. I can, but I don't have to because the breath is something that just happens. And so there's a relaxation that takes place as people then remember, like, oh, I can just breathe and let this experience unfold naturally. And then that's when, mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. it starts to point back and you realize there, there are certain elements of the sound. For instance, there are bells that you'll hear chime at the end of an inhalation, at the end of an exhalation. And these bells, you know, kind of like a meditation bell, they just bring us back to momentary awareness. And then as that, the sound of the bell fades away and we come back into that moment of stillness as the bell is fading away, then we come back to ourselves and we find, you know, our true selves in that space. And then the exhale begins. And, you know, there's also the sound of running water. And <laughs> that sound is directly tied to the breath so that as you inhale, the water flows more and more and more quickly. And then as you exhale, the, the sound of the water slows down and it almost sounds like you're sinking beneath the ocean and you're going deep beneath the ocean waves. And so you exhale and you find yourself, you know, deep underwater and, you know, you hear the bell again. And, you know, you're brought back to your body. You're brought back to your respiration. And so all of the, the loops internal to the, the technologies that are being published, you know, start to point back to can we find ourselves in different ways? Mm-hmm. And can that experience mm-hmm. be really fun? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and the answer mm-hmm. is yes, it, it absolutely can be. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love I love how you described where somebody's uh, pushing the boundaries to see where the edges are, and then they realize they can part- be a more a participant in it and and be more playful, and that it's already happening. And so there's, I love how you described that process, and um, felt like I was I was being carried through it as you were describing. Like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, it's it's really um, been amazing. I I have a version, the initial version that I created, um, has a, a little iPad interface where I can bring in uh, different sounds. So it just means that I'll bring the volume up, but then uh, that sound is totally controlled by the breath of the person who's having the experience. And so I can you know bring in the water sound, and then the way that that water sound is unfolding is is totally tied to the inhalation and the exhalation. Um, and so I've had, you know, hundreds of sessions, not really sure exactly how many, but it's, you know, some really cool events. The, um, I'm trying to remember the <laughs> names of these events now, you know, uh, Los Angeles and, and Hong Kong and California and Mexico. And um, uh, the Tulum Art Festival was the most recent event uh, where we did this and had, you know, someone come up to the front of the room and I'm there with the iPad interface. And then we just ask everyone in the room to listen closely to the sounds. And I help them to learn how, because we play the sound back over the, the speakers. And this is at the Holistica Retreat Center in Tulum. It's a beautiful, beautiful space. And we were in the yoga shala. 
And, you know, we had a small group there, um, but uh, everyone was learning how to follow the breath of the one individual who was up at the front lying down by just listening to the sounds that are being created by their breath. And so in that way, we were facilitating this uh, group meditative experience, and I'm paying very close and careful attention to that person who's up at the front of the room and getting a sense for, you know, if it seems like maybe their attention is moving away a little bit, there are certain sounds like the water sound that I mentioned that are a little bit more active that can help bring someone more quickly back to the moment and back to remembering like, ah, yes, this is the sound of me breathing right now. Um, And through facilitating experiences like these and through sitting next to people and kind of DJing their meditation session, as I like to call it, um, (laughs) there have just, there have been some, yeah, there have been some really profound experiences that have been reported um, from, and, you know, there, there are not some, some really cool testimonials of, of people who've, you know, had profound out-of-body experiences. Uh, I find that some people, if they have a lot of intensity in their body and mm-hmm. they're not really aware that they're carrying it, and if their body is, you know, in the background saying, like, hey, you're actually really tired, you, you should get some sleep, then as soon as they start to use this tech, you know, in the first 30 seconds, they might yawn, like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they might apologize to like, oh, I'm sorry, and, you know, I've experienced this a lot. So I'm saying, like, no, I actually think that it's your body telling you something. And then two <laughs> minutes later, you know, they went from, you know, like, seeming like someone who's totally awake you're just being totally asleep. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and now I'm, I'm sitting here, you know, still, um, you know, DJing this meditation session for them. And so, you know, maybe I'll actually bring up the volume a little bit louder so that as they're in a state of, you know, maybe quickly entering a REM state or something of that nature, that they're still hearing these sounds produced by their breath. And uh, a lot of people have, have come out from an experience like this and just reported, um, like being at the top of a mountain in a field of butterflies and feeling totally mm-hmm. at peace, totally in a wave of bliss and, you know, actually leaving their body and then, you know, coming back and feeling uh, really supported in this entire process. Um, people talking about, um, you know, feeling like they were able to access parts of their body that they had never felt like they could access before. And um, an industrial mm-hmm. designer talking about how he had really struggled with anxiety and suddenly he felt like he had opened up, you know, a wellspring of emotion that had been, you know, kind of locked away from his childhood or, um, yeah, just people uh, like, you know, having these sort of energetic awakenings where they come out and their eyes are really sparkling and they're so excited to share and talk about what it was. And, you know, maybe even breathing really quickly. I'm kind of feeling it as I'm saying, (laughs) sharing this with you now, just, you know, kind of breathing really quickly. And I'm in that, I'm there with them at that moment, just saying, okay, like, you know, focusing on the feeling of your body on the ground, making sure that they're really grounding this new energy that's entered their body. Um, But really for me, it's such an honor to be able to, to hold space uh, for people in this way and to, to be there with people as they're experiencing mm-hmm. uh, these sort of transformative moments that are, uh, you know, supported through this technology. It really is um, it's a dream for me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's such Aww. a joy to be here and to be sharing this with you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that joy as well. It's, um, and and you're, you're, you dovetail right into the question that I was feeling in my heart, which is, um, just because you were talking about the joy that you're feeling facilitating people, and I think about how you have um, had the joy the joy of working with, with different cultures and different people in different countries and and people that are completely yeah. 100% new to meditation and, and think it's a bunch of woo-woo hippie stuff. And, and so you've had this really <laughs> eclectic 
uh, work with people. And so in, and in that, I would say from that and from your life experience, and I know this is a big question, but I'm really interested in it, which yeah. is what would be your message to the world, Robert? Like what do you think, what do you feel in your heart that people need to hear the most? Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I can begin that uh, response with just a little anecdote. Um, I was traveling, as I do a lot with humanoid robots, <laughs> and um, I, I arrived at this, this airport, and we were there at the luggage carousel, and, and there was a little, there's a child that was there, and when I first heard heard the sound, it sounded like a two-year-old, so it was a three-year-old that was crying out for, you know, the attention of its caregiver, and, and I looked around trying to figure out, you know, where is this coming from, and then I looked and I saw it, it was what looked like an eight-year-old boy that was sitting in a stroller, and it was a stroller of his, you know, little brother or sister who, you know, the father had walked away a little bit. And, and in this moment, you know, I was suddenly struck because I saw this whole paradigm unfolding. I believe this, this child had, had learned the, the call of this infant and in that moment was feeling unseen and had learned to emulate this call in order to, you know, want to gain the attention and affection um, and care of their father, of their caregiver. Mm-hmm. And so in that moment, um, I also saw in a flash into my own childhood where, you know, I also uh, have you know, wrestled with, with abandonment. And when I was young, I also made lots of wild and strange sounds as a little kid. And I didn't really understand these sounds or kind of why I made them. Um, and so in that moment, I, I got this flash where initially I was just kind of, you know, a little upset actually. And, you know, I was a little surprised with the, the energy that was coming up in me. And so when I was, you know, hearing this kid and then suddenly I saw the flash of myself and I saw with, you know, the sounds that I used to make, how really I was just, I was just wanting to feel seen. And mm-hmm. I was really just wanting, you know, to be held in that loving, compassionate um, attention and, to be you know, told on my, on my deepest levels that, that I'm okay, that, that it's okay, that it's, it's okay to, to kind of be this way, to feel this way. Um, and then, you know, when I, as I started to move out into the world, uh, this little momentary flash continued for me when I was there in the, the luggage carousel because I saw how I moved out into the world and I continued making these sounds and how these sounds then turned into me making music with my voice and how that music turned into compositions, and then how these compositions now have turned into something that I'm finding is helping people to rediscover and connect with their heart space. And then for me, it was just this beautiful arc of seeing like a complete story there. <laughs> you know, the mind just kind of <laughs> pulls together and, and helps me see in that moment was, you know, coming from what you could say could be, you know, a core, a core wound or something of that nature. But then the way in which, you know, throughout my life, it's circled back now to actually I feel in many ways uh, uncover a powerful healing modality. And, um, and so to, to come back to your original question, I, I think that I would just say that um, these parts of us that can feel unseen, that, you know, that we may feel hesitant to, to hold up to the light or, you know, feelings of overwhelm and unworthiness. I, I think that, um, the message that I would want to share is that, um, you know, every part of you is beautiful and worthy of love and, um, you know, can be held out into the light and be seen and be welcomed, even if you don't understand it yet, then that's okay. And, um, 
And, and I think that uh, one of the things that's been most helpful for me, because, you know, even this morning waking up and preparing for this radio show, you know, I think I had uh, some, <laughs> actually had some Taco Bell this morning. And I just, I was like, oh, God, I'm going on Mind Body Spirit Radio. And I just had Taco Bell, like, which doesn't really, and then, you know, my energy just wasn't feeling, yeah, like, I, my energy wasn't totally you know, feeling in it, and I was, I was going yeah. through uh, the different resources that I have, you know, different kind of meditations, you know, I took a cold shower to, you know, kind of get my energy in the right place, and then, you know, I really just came, came back to my breath and just remembered, you know, any way that I show up today is going to be okay, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and then when I heard, and then I dialed in, and I heard you beginning your, you know, guided meditation reflection, and then it really, you know, kind of sank in, like, yeah, you know, of course, this is just going to be a beautiful exchange. But, yeah, you know, I mean, when you read my bio and you read, like, oh, you know, this is a Ph.D. and he's worked with NASA and he's done this and he's done that, you know, like, when I showed up today, you know, I didn't necessarily feel like, hey, here's Dr. Alexander. You know, the the little part, you know, showed up as well. And I think, yeah, just mm-hmm. that message of, of any any way that you show up is, is going to be the right way. And then circling back, um, that idea of, of resourcing, I really value, mm-hmm. and just being open to um, different resources that are presenting themselves to you in your life. And, um, mm-hmm. oh, God, that always sounds like a grandiose product pitch for Breath of Life, including Breath of Life. <laughs> <laughs> so. I know, that's just, <laughs> oh, it, it, it's definitely coming from a loving place, this pitch. I mean, your share and, and how it's tied in with your life story and how your wound became your power, your wound became your gift. And and um, <laughs> as you were affirming that how we show up and, and then vulnerably and authentically saying, hey, yeah, this is the little parts of me showed up too. I mean, all I can say is like fuzzy bunnies in my heart and little pink flowers with, um, <laughs> and even the flowers with little happy faces on them right now. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> <laughs> and the happy faces have flowers, and those flowers have more happy faces. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. It really was. It was such a blessing um, as you were Aww. sharing. And I can't. I'm so grateful that people are going to receive that vibration, and um, that that yeah, that people are going to receive that. And and on top of that, they can get your um, re- benefit from the breath of life and use that in their life. I mean, so, oh, oh I'm just really grateful that this, this sharing right now is going to benefit hundreds, if not thousands. And, and, um, and certainly mm. the breath of that is going to benefit thousands. And, and so, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I yeah, don't know. It really does yeah, feel like a, I don't want to, I just have to be mindful of, I don't know, because we had a little bit of setting up the program issues in the beginning, if it's going to cut me off in four minutes and 41 seconds. So I just want to be aware of that. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you were, you were saying, though? Oh, no, that, that thought flew away like a bird. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, I think I, I no, probably should get to the, even though I don't want to, I always seem to be in the space with my guests, and I'm certainly there with you right now, Robert, that I don't want to stop, but um looks like I do need to start yeah. wrapping things up. So um, sure. people can go to the Breath of Life app and download that, and um, I'm going to sound so technology stupid here, but I don't care. You, so they can just look that up on their phone and download it to their phone, like right now. Uh, so they can go to breathoflife.app, and then okay. if they provide an email address, then they'll 
uh, be apprised of the latest updates, uh, the ability to jump on to the beta release of that. And, yeah, they'll, they'll be totally wow. in the know. Awesome. Awesome. I remember what All it was, right. the thought that I, that I had had. Okay, it great. It was that the, uh, the Breath of Life um, has really felt like a gift. And when you said earlier that musicians, um, you know, they understand this idea of, you know, something really happening through them, it really has felt like, you know, just something that I've been, you know, blessed to help come into this world, something, you know, much larger than me. And also, you know, being here on this program, I'm extremely, extremely grateful um, for you and, you know, just the incredible, positive, powerful impact that you've had on my life and my creations. And um, so I feel like this life that I'm living now is just more and more in service of, you know, my highest self, my highest purpose. And, uh, yeah, I think that the last thing I just want to throw out was some gratitude to you and to this world. Mm-hmm. Aw, thank you. Thank you. All right, my friend. Well, I am so grateful that you shared, and I will see you at Kyle's Feast in L.A. in, in a month or so. And, yes, yes. And um, have an incredible, and have the, continue the incredible, awesome life that you're living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> that you're choosing to live, oh, that you're so opening much. to through, yes. your, through your self-love <laughs> and through all the the the, the very hands-on courageous growth work that you do so <laughs> oh thank you so much <laughs> oh thank you robert have a wonderful day right, you too Bye-bye. bye so i'm so grateful what an incredible interview i wish we could have actually gone a little bit longer but a little bit of technology issues in my I'm, that's not my uh my forte, we had a little bit of trouble with the setup in the beginning, but it all unfolded perfectly, as always, as Robert was describing, just showing up in the best way you can, and that includes the little parts of ourself. And um, so thank you again for that. And if you want to download that app, don't wait. Um, please go do that. If you're inspired right now, act on that inspiration. Many times we get those impulses, those little whispers to, to do something that's going to be empowering. If we don't do it right away, we'll lose it, right? So go ahead and do that right now. BarbaraWhite.com. You can also go on Facebook at Barbara, B-A-R-B-R-A, White, 1, and contact me there. You can also give me a call at 734-796-6690 if you're interested in sessions or retreats. You have an incredible retreat coming up in September called Return to Your Animal Nature. We are going to have horseback riding, um, medicine, nature medicine walks, a fire walk, and um, really um, simple and profound meditation, medita- meditation, meditation, meditation <laughs> uh, processes that are that are part of the retreat. I love retreats. I just love them. It's going to be at Healy's Ranch here in Michigan. And you go on my website, barbarawhite.com, and check out the information for the groups and sessions and all that goodness. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you benefited from the show, and if you listen, I'm 100% sure you did. Please pass on this information. Please let friends know about it. Let people know about the Breath of Life app. Uh, Let people know about Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Um, It's really important that we let people know about all these resources that are available to them so that they can live a more joyful life. Many blessings to you, and big hugs. Take care.